From MPB Think Radio, it's Everyday Tech. I'm Sam Wells. Obviously not Sharita Brent uh, in for Sharita this week. Ashley Jeffcoat is here, so don't worry about that. I will not be fielding your <laughs> your tech questions today. Uh, but if we are having an open topic day, call us up with anything you would like to know about your tech device, your laptop, your phone, or uh, any other tech questions you have. It's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can send us an email at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news from NPR. This is MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. President Obama will meet with police officers, civil rights activists, and local elected officials today at the White House. They'll discuss issues of policing and addressing bias against people of color. Obama attended a memorial service yesterday in Dallas for five law enforcement officers shot to death last week. He also spoke with families of two black men killed last week by police officers in Louisiana and Minnesota. Hillary Clinton is expected to deliver an address this hour calling for more racial tolerance and understanding in the United States. NPR's Bracton Booker has more. Hillary Clinton will be speaking from the iconic Old State House in Springfield, Illinois. It's the place Abraham Lincoln delivered his famous 1858 speech warning of the ills of slavery and included the phrase, a house divided against itself cannot stand. The old state house is a backdrop ripe with symbolism, as Clinton will reiterate calls to close the divides that persist both in American politics and culture. Clinton touched on these themes last week, following the shooting deaths of African-American men at the hands of police in Baton Rouge and near St. Paul, and the killing of five police officers in Dallas. Bracton Booker. NPR News. Donald Trump has been campaigning in Indiana as he weighs choosing a running mate. He held a rally last night near Indianapolis with one person he's considering for his ticket, Indiana Governor Mike Pence. We must come together and elect this good man as our next president. But we must elect this strong leader for one more reason, because Hillary Clinton must never become President of the United States of America. If Trump taps him for a vice presidential running mate, Pence is not allowed under Indiana law to run for re-election as governor this year. Pence has until Friday to decide whether he'll stand for re-election. China's government and media struck back at an international tribunal's ruling yesterday that invalidated its claims to the South China Sea. NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports from Beijing that China says the tribunal has no jurisdiction and will ignore its ruling. Vice Foreign Minister Liu Zhenmin said that if China feels threatened, it has the right to declare an air defense identification zone over the South China Sea. Foreign aircraft would have to have China's permission to transit the area. Liu also held out an olive branch to the Philippines, which won yesterday's lawsuit. He said China is still willing to settle disputes through negotiations. Online, China's Internet users are venting their anger at the ruling, some even calling for war against the U.S. and the Philippines. Censors have deleted many of the more strident comments. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Beijing. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrials are up 18 points at 18,365. The Nasdaq is up more than 7 points at 5,030. You're listening to NPR News. 
At least 27 people have been killed in a train accident in southern Italy when two commuter trains collided yesterday. No official cause of the crash has been released, but some officials believe human error is a factor. The U.S. military in Africa is sending 40 additional soldiers to the capital of South Sudan. They'll secure American facilities and help Americans evacuate. A tense ceasefire seems to be holding, but NPR's Gregory Warner reports the country's displaced people face a shortage of relief supplies. South Sudan has two leaders, the president and the vice president, whose rivalry stretches back decades. Now the two men each control their own army in the capital, staffed along ethnic lines. And those armies, supposed to be unified according to a peace deal, took arms against each other, resulting in more than 270 dead, 35,000 displaced, and the disruption of critical humanitarian supplies to a country already reeling from two years of civil war. The vice president, Riek Machar, has moved out of the capital, according to his spokesman, to let tensions cool, though the move could also be seen as a retrenchment to resume civil war. The prize of power is control over the country's vast oil reserves. Gregory Warner, NPR News, Nairobi. In Major League Baseball's All-Star Game, the American League beat the National League last night 4-2. to The American League will have home field advantage in this year's World Series. The 87th All-Star Game in San Diego featured home runs by National Leaguer Chris Bryant of the Chicago Cubs and American Leaguers Salvador Perez and Eric Hosner of the Kansas City Royals. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News from Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include ADT Security, helping to protect families and homes for over 140 years. Learn more at ADT.com. And the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation at macfound.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. From MPB Think Radio, it's Everyday Tech. I'm Sam Wells in for Sharita Brent, sitting next to Ashley Jeffcoat. Thank you for being here today since Sharita is not here. So I'm here we, to help. We can actually answer some questions, and I, <laughs> I won't ramble on about uh, my phone, my new, my new phone buying experience from last week, which everyone will be bored with across the state of Mississippi. If you have a question for Ashley, uh, give us a call today, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And you can also email us, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And if you don't call us, we'll just pretty much talk about uh, Ashley's Pokemon uh, app game that she, yeah, <laughs> that that's, the, that's taking the world by storm, apparently. Yeah. No, Pokemon Go. Everyone's playing it. If you're not, you're behind the times. I'm sorry. I apparently am behind the times. My wife was talking about this, uh, I guess, Sunday night. Yeah. Or, and uh, I, of course, you know, was born in 1983, so, like, Pokemon was kind of a thing when I was growing up. Yeah, same. So... I I was I looked to her like, are you playing like a pog game? Is there like, what is that, what's going on? Is this back now? What is this? Because you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a movie and it's yeah. a thing again, and then like uh, they keep rebooting all this stuff. Yeah, the Spice Girls are talking about getting back together, so I didn't know what was happening. But apparently, yeah. the Pokemon deal is a pretty big. Uh, a pretty it big is. Thing. It's a pretty big deal. So for those who haven't heard about it yet, which if you haven't, I'm astounded because it's yeah. been all over the news for various different reasons. Um, last week. Nintendo launched Pokemon Go, 
which is um, their second really big major app for phones. The first one that they did was Mitomo. And now we have uh, this the new Pokemon app, Pokemon Go. And what it essentially does is it's an augmented reality game. So everything is laid over a map of where you actually are. So if you're looking at the map, you can see where the buildings are. You can see the roads. If there's a body of water, it's a body of water in the game. Yeah. Yeah, the, my friend was texting me this. Uh, he was he kept texting me screenshots yeah. yesterday of like his office with all these things in there. Yeah, I guess Pokemon. The Pokemon, there. yeah. So the way it works is as you walk around and travel to different places, you can catch Pokemon, and it uses the camera on your phone to make it look like the Pokemon is actually where you are. Um, and and that's the basic premise. That's it. That's basically it. There's so it's kind of like a scavenger hunt, sort of. It's a little bit like geocaching because you yeah. can go around. There's also all these different stops and places. There's Poka Stops, where it's just a space where you can get like free items and eggs and things like that. There are Pokemon gyms that you can fight for <laughs> and potentially claim ownership of. Oh, like diamonds, not yeah. like gym. Yeah, 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 no, no, more like a yeah, yeah, winning against other Pokemon's. Yeah. Though there are some Pokemon gyms that have been placed on gyms. Which is pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny. And so, that, good job, Pokemon, encouraging people to get go to the gym. I don't know when I became so old because <laughs> I used to know about all this stuff, and now it uh, and now it just slides uh, right underneath me. Hey, but I, now well, it's a good time to learn again, yeah. Sam. Time to download Pokemon Go. It's time to get back into the uh, back into the game. I did bring yeah. one little tidbit here that I was going to ask you about. So over the weekend, the European Championships, the soccer tournament, uh, the final mm-hmm. was Sunday, uh, won by Portugal uh, in extra time, one to zero. So I was looking up, uh, like online watching of this of this yeah. uh, championship match, and the and what a stat that kind of jumped out to me about this was that uh, there were live minute views, forty nine million seven hundred thousand live minute views of this game on online yeah. or on your mobile device, up sixty one percent from two thousand and twelve. Which I think everybody knew that people, more people are gravitating towards online watching of TVs yeah. and TV shows, sports and things like that. But man, that's incredibly, it's, that's an incredible jump just from t- 2012. Well, yeah. And it does make sense because more people are aware of online options for watching things. More people have smartphones. The number keeps growing and growing and growing and more and more people have it. And for a lot of people, that's their internet access. Yeah. So that's how they watch. Yeah. And so a lot of people have also cut cable. So where else are they going to watch it but online? So as as these things happen and we move more towards online watching and online access to things, it changes the way we are approaching anything, including watching sports and sporting events. Yeah. We we needed to discuss that cable cutting uh, deal because my my wife and I might actually do that one day. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what, uh, what what options are available out there. We have a couple of emails. I was looking in the through the window. Jonas was uh, f- <laughs> he was he was flailing around like a like a windmill in there. Uh, <laughs> can you talk about the privacy settings on the Pokemon Go? How much access does it have to your uh, personal data, and is there any way to block this? So there are a lot of concerns about access for the Pokemon Go app um, because when it first launched, one thing you could do is you could log in with your Google account. And when you did, the Pokemon Go app got access to everything in your Google account, which is a really big security alarm <laughs> yeah. um, because you don't want necessarily Pokemon to have um, full access to everything. Um, but they did recently um, issue an update. Um, this was it just came out, I think, like today or late yesterday um, that fixes that. 
um, and it just it updates to it changes the way that they ask for Google account permissions so that there's what is that noise? I don't know. Oh my goodness. Maybe it's from the other room. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh maybe the Pokemon Go app has access to the studio right now. Maybe. Um so the uh That is a lot of Oh my gosh. There we go. It we was found my computer. It. Ha ha. I had to take my headphones off to hear what that was. Yeah, no, I was because I'm not hearing it. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Um, so the, what they did is they updated the way Google has account permissions so that it no longer asks for everything. Um, so hopefully you will get that. You'll know when you have the latest update because the first thing it's going to ask you is if, if you can have if it can have permission to send push notifications to your phone. Yeah, which is pretty a, much every, and every, day, every app. Yeah, most apps ask for that. So um, the thing with the Google app has been fixed. Now, as far as other data, yes, they are collecting data on where you're going, what you're doing when you're using the app. That's just part of it. Um, so you have to, just like with any app, you are giving up a little bit of privacy to use it. Yeah. So it's a thing to be aware of for sure. But um, there are lots of people who are watching it actively and paying attention to it. So if you're worried about that kind of stuff and that's keeping you from playing the Pokemon Go app, there are lots of other people paying attention to it. And it's not hard to find information on what they, they know about what's being done with the data that's being collected. Yeah. And how that information is being stored and kept and make sure it's being done securely. Yeah. And like you said, if you're if you're doing anything on any app, uh, I, I subscribe to the Major League Baseball uh, at bat.tv thing with uh, Jay White, who... Uh, works uh, with with us here at mpb think radio and you have to you have to allow push notifications and all that stuff for that too and your location needs to be known so that your game certain games are blacked out and things like yeah. that so you know it's pretty much an app-wide uh deal give us a call 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or you can send us an email like a couple of folks have already done it's everydaytech at mpbonline.org actually what are some uh, any other Things in the tech world that uh, hit the news this week. I think everyone's always been really focused on Pokemon Go right now. And <laughs> <laughs> looking at tech news, that's pretty much everything that pops up right now is just because it's it just launched last Thursday. Nintendo so, man, they yeah, don't go. They've, they've they're back with yeah. the vengeance there with the game. It's stuff. weird, but working. As yeah. someone described it as, and I'm like, that's pretty much Nintendo to a T. It's weird, but works. Yeah, and and the the good thing about the Pokemon Go app is you don't have to. You don't have to blow the game. Oh yeah, no, there's no. You have to that. blow the game out uh, with the you know with dust. You do like have that. to walk around a lot, which I'm just saying. In Mississippi, this time of year, it's hot. It's hot. Yeah. So please, if you are walking around collecting Pokemon, be please be sure to stay hydrated. Take a bottle of water. Take care of yourself. Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of funny too to see people just kind of wandering around town because there's not <laughs> many there's not many sidewalks, you know, yeah. in certain cities in the state, and uh, especially the one that we do the show from. There's not very many sidewalks, so you're yeah. you're just kind of like, what is what is what, what are is these people on? doing walking around well, East, you know, East Over Drive and things like that? I was uh, um, this past weekend. I was visiting with um, my partner's family, and on the way back, we stopped by. Uh, we were driving some side roads just to see where we could find Pokemon stops and things. Mm. So we pulled into um, a local shopping center over here that had a whole bunch of stuff to do for Pokemon. And as we're sitting there, I'm looking around, and there's like six, seven other cars all parked. Everyone's looking at their phones. And I'm like, wait a minute. Every single one of them playing Pokemon. Every single one of them all <laughs> sitting in their cars playing Pokemon. That is hilarious. So, uh, you know, it's it's out there. So be careful when you're driving around that uh, people are going to be 
walking around looking to play this game. Uh, there's also another email here, Ashley. I saw an article that said you can set up your small business to be a Poke Stop on the Pokemon Go app uh, to attract customers. Have you heard about this? And how do you do that? Um, I haven't seen anything where you can actually tell it to set you up as a Pokemon Stop, a Poke Stop, as they call them in the game. Yeah. Um, because it's all done by sort of some kind of mystical protocol here that we're not exactly sure how, but the app determines where these Pokestops are going to be. What you can't, but there are a lot of businesses really taking advantage of this and marketing towards it. Um, there, I saw a really interesting one where um, the uh, park rangers who do all the national monuments and stuff in Washington, D.C. are have a whole bunch of stuff that they've put out about doing Pokemon Stop tours because many of the national monuments are Pokemon Stops and gyms. Yeah. So they're doing tours based around that. Well, that's all. That, that's a good idea. And yeah. you can educate uh, you can educate folks too who have who may not go to the monument very yeah. much. Yeah. So maybe you, if your business isn't set up as one, what you could do is take advantage of the ones that are around your business because depending on where you're located, there's probably a Pokemon stop that's pretty nearby, and um, use that as an opportunity to say, hey, there's a Pokemon stop right here. Come by, get some water. If you're while you're walking through, yeah. do stuff like that. There's a ton of businesses taking advantage of this and using it as a way to draw in traffic. Didn't businesses do this when Foursquare and all that stuff yeah. came out? Yeah, they did. With like a, you come to you know a, mm-hmm. a certain coffee shop and get a free coffee or something. Yeah, show like us that. your Foursquare check in. Foursquare is gone now. It's yeah. called Swarm. Yeah, which to me just makes it sound a little creepier. Yeah, like a <laughs> swarm of bees. Yeah. I don't know. That, I don't want to be involved in a swarm. No, I, I, I don't like. Uh, I like honey, but I don't like getting—I don't like bees that much. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll take our first break of the uh, of the show today. Uh, give us a call. It's an open topic day. We have Ashley Jeffcoat here, ready to answer every question you have about anything. Pokemon Go or anything that's out there. We even squeezed in a little European soccer, so we're getting everything in here. It's eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six or six seven two seven four six four. And you can also, of course, it's Everyday Tech. You can send us an email, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. It's Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Twenty-seven years ago, the first U.S. president took office. Next year, the 45th will. Follow history in the making right here on this station. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Owens, host of Southern Remedy for Women, here to warn you about an upcoming epidemic of license plate envy. Yes, it's coming after you see someone driving around with the new MPB car tag. It's the latest way you can support Mississippi Public Broadcasting continue the mission of educating, informing, and entertaining Mississippians. This epidemic is easily remedied by visiting mpbonline.org slash car tag to pre-order yours today. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. MPB Think Radio, it's Everyday Tech. I'm Sam Wells, in for Sharita Brent. We're here with Ashley Jeffcoat. 
ready and waiting for your call. It's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And you can also send us an email, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Ashley, I'm feeling a little self-conscious here. I feel like when Sharita's here... Phone banks full, filled up. People are asking questions, and then they hear my voice. They're like, ah, yeah. no maybe Sharita. People... No Sharita and Ashley. Yeah. Uh, they think uh, maybe it's another show. I don't know. Maybe they don't want to talk about Pokemon, so let's talk about something else. Well, let's we – can, we, can uh, we can definitely do that. But I do want to ask you one more thing about this Pokemon app. I read some, somewhere where some of the – you said that uh, some of these monuments in Washington are trying to uh, kind of build a tour around uh, the Pokemon yeah. Go app. Uh, the Holocaust Museum is not – Yes, and they want everyone out. <laughs> yes. Um, so apparently the Pokemon are appearing in the uh, the the Holocaust Museum. And so people are in the Holocaust Museum catching Pokemon, which the, the people who curate the museum are like, that's really offensive. Yeah. <laughs> We're not okay with this. So they're trying to see if there's a way that they can get the Pokemon out of the Holocaust Museum. And they're asking people to come in to please don't catch Pokemon in here. Please, this is a serious place. Um, and, and I think it's a good point that there's a lot of places maybe where these Pokemon are appearing that people don't want. Yeah. There's been several cases of people's houses being named like a Pokemon gym. So then suddenly they are inundated with all these people coming outside their house. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some stuff like that that's happened that people are kind of like, uh, we need a way to change, make some adjustments. <laughs> that would be so bizarre i know can you imagine just suddenly waking up and especially if you're someone who you don't really care about pokemon at all you just wake up and look outside and there's like 15 kids standing on your front yard it'd be like that episode of the simpsons when they built the pool yes <laughs> and they open the door and uh so uh is the uh the pool ready yet yeah is there a, don't you have a, a, a pool yeah that's uh, it so yeah, you, well, so it's a it, it's an interesting app, and like I said, a lot of people that I know are playing the thing, and uh, my wife even mentioned it one uh, one night when we were <laughs> just kind of sitting around. So I guess it is uh, it's getting out there for sure. But uh, yeah, let's uh, we we can definitely turn the page and talk about some other uh, things in the uh, in the tech industry, and I'll I'll even bring in um, my own personal uh, tech issue. After uh, we take our first uh, phone call, thank you for calling uh, Everyday Tech this morning. Uh, what's your name now? I can't read the thing. I'm like Sharita. I'm like Sharita Charles. Sorry about that. I couldn't read the. Uh, I couldn't read the deal. Uh, what's okay, your question yeah, today, Charles? Uh huh. My question is, I'd like to get some advice on what kind of uh, what kind of smartphones are available for for. Well, I'm blind, and so I can't I can't see to use a smartphone, and I understand. There are some available that that work solely by talking into it. Yeah, a lot of smartphones offer that now. You don't even have to have a special kind. Um, both Android phones and Apple phones come with accessibility options that can be turned on and allow you to control it completely through voice command. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you say most most smartphones are, have that ability? Yes. If you're buying a new smartphone, chances are it already has that because it's probably going to be running either Android, one of the latest versions, or it's going to be an iPhone, which always has the latest version of that software. And both of those will have the accessibility options on it that allow you to control it entirely through text command, through voice commands. 
Very good. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, Charles. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling this morning. I don't feel too bad not being able to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't like that the the basic stuff that comes with the phone, especially for Android, there's a lot of apps out there that do the same thing, and some of them are really good. Yeah, I, my vision's not the best, and the uh, the the iPhone uh, comes with this, uh, it like zooms in. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, and also my aunt is blind and has uh, has just got purchased herself an Apple phone, and she's doing everything in there. So it's pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, but, uh, yeah, so t- I, I went to the, to the store, to the yeah. phone store. I just envisioned like this giant phone with a door on it. Yes. Good job. Uh, to go, uh, to, to get myself a new phone because I had a very old, old iPhone. I remember your phone, Sam. And, uh, it did not do a lot of things quickly. Yeah. Uh, so I got this new phone, but I did notice something different with the plans. Now you don't uh, see too many where you can, Used to be you could kind of you could sign a contract and they yeah. discounted the phone a pretty good amount, and you could trade your phone in and then they kind of helped you out with the price a little bit. That's not a thing anymore apparently, and it's not a thing anywhere anymore. Yeah, no one does that anymore. Um, especially with your latest phones, there are some phones that you can get as part of the contract. That is possible, but it's not very common anymore. Especially if you're buying like the latest iPhone or the latest Android, Galaxy, Samsung, something like that. You are not going to be getting it for um, free anymore. Yeah. You'll be paying for it either in an upfront cost or you're paying for it every month over the life of your contract. Yeesh. All right. Well, let's go to Gary in Louisiana who's got a question for us this morning. Hey, Gary. Thanks for calling today. Good morning. Uh, about the phone, I'm, yeah. I'm visually impaired. I cannot use a touchscreen phone. But what I've found uh, through AT&T, through the National Association of Disabilities, uh, some kind of organization, but it's through AT&T, you can get software called Mobile Speak. It can't be loaded on every phone, but there are a select number of phones that you can have the software loaded on. But what it does, it speaks, it says in a voice, a tone, a male or female, the key that you press and all the different functions that are available on the phone. And I use it a lot. I've been using it for probably five or six years. Uh, it's great. Yeah. What was the name of that phone again? Mobile Speak Software. It's a software, I think it's made in Spain. Cool. Hmm. Uh, and it's great for people who have visual problems that can't see to use a touchscreen phone. All right, Gary. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling and letting us know about that. That's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting thing to be able to put on a phone to, to help out. Yep. That's a. I knew. Uh, I know some folks. Like I said, my aunt's blind, so she. We would go, you know, see her at like Thanksgiving and Christmas, and there would be all these gadgets like at her house <laughs> that would be like used to see things. A big TV with like a you know a document scanner and all this stuff yeah. underneath there. It was. Uh, it's kind of like going to a spy lab or something like that when we go to her, <laughs> her house. It's, I have a cousin who is blind, and he has a lot of the big tech and stuff in it. It is yeah. always really impressive to see his setup. Now it's so sleek now, but back in the 90s, it was, I mean, she had books that were, you know, yeah, like yeah. giant books and things like that. And uh, she also, um, to put her makeup on, she can see a little bit, I think. So she yeah. has like 1,000 watt light bulbs like surrounding her mirror. <laughs> so it's like a sunrise when you go um, into her into her bathroom. To Nothing see wakes you up like the... The beautiful lights of my aunt's Man, and, and she and she had the the. This is not tech related at all, but by the by the bathroom door, like literally one step out the door and to the right was a staircase, and so if you flip that light on in the middle of the night to you know right. go to the bathroom, get some water or something like that, it was very 
eye-opening. And alarming. And so you would kind of step backwards a little because it was very bright. And then fall and, down the stairs. And then fall down the stairs. So it was great. It, it was, was a fun, total fun. It was a really fun uh, a trip to Lafayette, Louisiana, where my aunt lives, to see, to see, <laughs> to see all of the splendor that went on when we would, uh, when my sister and I would go over there and and try to get in and out of the bathroom and not kill ourselves going down the uh, going down the stairs. Uh, but we got Gene with us here in Mobile has a question today. Hey, Gene. Hey. I'm kind of like the old folks help me. I fall and I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that when I was like 16, Gene, so don't worry about it. Well, I, I'm, uh, me and my wife kind of old. And we, my computer, last time I tried to use a thing, uh, it told me, so this thing is too old, yada, yada, you can't use it anymore. So anyway, I need to get another computer. But what I'm trying to find out is... Uh, I don't know where I need to get something like a iPad or something like that. I don't. All I want to do is be able to access her bank account, be sure she got money in it, and email and do a little googling on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 would be available? Uh, somebody suggested I use an Apple iPad. Is there any merit to that? I mean, it could do everything that you're wanting to do, but an iPad's going to be kind of expensive. What do you mean, kind of expensive? Um, you're looking at paying six to eight hundred dollars oh, for a new well, iPad. Okay. What you might want to try instead is looking at something like a Chromebook. They're, they're Chrome, little laptops. Chrome, a Chromebook. A Chromebook. Okay. They're little laptops that you can get for three hundred dollars or less. Mm-hmm. And they will do everything that you're wanting to do on it. You can access the internet, and that's what they do. Is they're primarily used for accessing the internet. You can still get games and stuff for them, but you're looking at spending a, a much, much less money. <laughs> well, let me ask you this on that particular unit, or, or did it make a unit where you can plug in a scanner and a printer with it? Um, not. I don't know that you can use a scanner with it. I know you can use a printer with them, mm-hmm. and they print just fine. Um, I don't know about a scanner because most scanners require specific software. Mm-hmm. And you may not be able to install it on a Chromebook, but you'll have that same problem if you try to use something like a an iPad. Okay. Well, that'd be better than buying a computer, which I do not have absolutely no use for. Uh, it'd be like me getting a Pokemon game and going out to try to play that <laughs> thing. They'd pick me up in a hospital somewhere, but anyway. But I appreciate it. You give me some direction to go anyway, maybe I'll find something. Yeah. All right, Good geez. luck. Thanks Thank for calling this morning. Oh man, that's good stuff. So I have another, I have another question, Ashley. I ran into a tech problem myself this weekend. My wife and I were out running mm-hmm. at noon on Saturday, which was a why? stupid idea. I don't really know why we were doing that. She, it was. I'm going to blame her. It was her idea. She wanted to go running, and uh, that's when she wanted to go. So, well, okay whatever. then. Uh, so it was awful. We didn't run for like it was like a five minute uh, yeah. thing, and then we like went inside, <laughs> like under a tree. We like ran to the nearest like tree to get yeah. underneath. Um, but we're we're running or whatever, and I'm trying to stream. I'm trying to play a playlist that I have downloaded. Uh, I had songs downloaded to my phone, mm-hmm. um, but apparently I was not using cellular data. Yes, so everything was on a cloud of. I guess it was on the cloud or what? Where was where was it? And and I turned just turned cellular data back on and I got it back. <laughs> yeah, it sounds to me like it was probably on something that you hadn't actually downloaded to your phone. It's just a playlist that it had access to. So it was trying to probably get it through Wi-Fi connections when it could uh, find it. Everything was purchased, though, that I had. Just because it's purchased doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean, it mean it's downloaded, downloaded to your phone. So you want to look for things that tell you to download for offline use. Mm. And that'll be things okay. that'll work without cellular data. All right. I was wondering about that. I just turned the, the data back on and it was 
Yep. It was fine. Then. Sounds like it was streaming it. But we had two. We had like two songs to run to. That's one of the reasons we stopped, and that it was 125 degrees. <laughs> so you uh, were running on the surface of the sun. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. If you're doing that around uh, in Mississippi this time of year, you're doing that anyway. We'll take our second break of the hour. Give us a call, like uh, Gene and and Charles and some other folks have done already this morning with your tech questions. Ashley is here, ready and waiting for your questions. Eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four. Or you can send us an email. Of course you can. It's Everyday Tech. The email address is everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back. It says MPB Think Radio. impaired mpb's radio reading service is here for you our dedicated team of volunteers bring the world of news and entertainment to you for information and to see if you qualify call us at 601-432-6301 hi i'm dr michelle owens host of southern remedy for women here to warn you about an upcoming epidemic of license plate envy Yes, it's coming after you see someone driving around with a new MPB car tag. It's the latest way you can support Mississippi Public Broadcasting continue the mission of educating, informing, and entertaining Mississippians. This epidemic is easily remedied by visiting mpbonline.org slash car tag to pre-order yours today. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. From MPB Think Radio, it's Everyday Tech. I'm Sam Wells in for Sharita Brent. Sharita will be back next week. And uh, we are here waiting for your tech questions. You can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email because, of course, it's a tech show at uh, oh, excuse me, M- uh, Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. And, of course, you can call us as we just gave you that option, which Carrie from Jackson has taken this morning. Carrie, thanks for calling us today. Hey, thanks for your program. I really appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. My question is about how my iPhone doesn't pair many times with my uh, Bluetooth in my car. Mm-hmm. And so half the time it will work, and I can listen to a uh, podcast or music, and things are just fine. And then I'll get a message on the screen that the device is not supported or there's no data. And uh, I will reboot the phone or, or, or unplug it and try to plug it back in, and it still won't work. The 
dealership tells me it's a phone problem. The Apple people tell me it's a car problem. Have you ever heard of that before? And do you know how how might fix that? I have heard of that. It's actually a really common problem, especially with iPhones and Bluetooth. Uh-huh. I'm not sure why it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. Um, I've had the exact same problem using mine with other Bluetooth devices. It seems to forget that it's paired mm-hmm. with stuff sometimes. And the easiest thing you can do when that happens is to turn the Bluetooth off and repair it with your car. That you will usually fix it. It's not a permanent fix necessarily, mm-hmm. but it will get it working again. Sometimes just turning the phone off and back on again doesn't actually, it doesn't make it go through the repairing process. But if you tell it to forget your car and then reconnect to it and do the, just repair it with your car again, it should start working again for a little while. You know, I've tried doing that and that will sometimes work, but I just wonder, does my, do you think my car might need an update in terms of the blue technology in the car? Would you even know about that? Um, sometimes they do. The only place you can really go get those is at the dealership. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if okay. you're curious to know if there's an update, you can run by and say, hey, is there an update that you can push out to my car's system? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. not a lot of them update in a way that's easy to get the updates right mm-hmm. now. It's a thing that I know that car companies are aware of. There's been a lot of vulnerabilities found in some of those systems, and um, there hasn't been an easy way to patch an update. So a lot of car systems are looking at easier ways to update that don't require you to go to the dealership. Well, but, at least um, I know it's not just me. Yeah, no, it's not just you. It's a it's a pretty common problem with iPhones and Bluetooth devices. I've had the problem multiple times, even with things like the little Bluetooth speaker in my bedroom. Yeah, I was going to say, I have it with my the Bluetooth speaker we have at our house. Okay. And a lot of it is just Bluetooth. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to Brandon and Alan has called in. Brandon or Alan, thanks for uh, thanks for calling us this morning. Oh, uh, hey, Ashley and Sam. Uh, uh, yeah, hey, I Alan. wanted to comment about the the, the person that uh, uh, with with low vision that was asking about smartphones, and uh, uh, I, I missed part of what he said. I was I was trying to text at the same time. Sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> the story uh, of our world, I, I think now. Yeah, I, I I've got very low vision, and I, I would strongly recommend that if he's going to be looking for a device to you know and and really dependent on voiceover more so than maybe magnification and still using his eyesight, but uh, iOS and, and the iPhone is, uh, I, I don't know about light years ahead of, of Android and stuff, but, but it's considerably more accessible uh, uh, from my experience. Well, not from my experience, but from what I hear. I, I'm on a lot of blind lists and stuff, and uh, I, I think it's probably worth the money to uh, – to, to go with, with an eye device as, a, as opposed to maybe an Android. Yeah, I'm sure other people have their own opinions about that. But uh, 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 VoiceOver, which is built built into iOS, is just a whole lot better. And uh, and and let me just caution whoever is doing this: be prepared. The learning curve is pretty steep, but but it, but it's worth the climb. So uh, uh, you can do a whole lot with these devices. You just got to get in the right frame of mind and be prepared to spend a little money and, and to spend a little time learning it. Uh, but, but I would, I would recommend if you're visually impaired, there's just a lot more available in the iOS world and, and it, and it's better. So, All right. That, that's my two cents. All right. Alan. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Alan. for calling. Okay. Yeah. We'll okay. say Bye. for what it's worth, my cousin who is blind, he does use an iPhone. Yeah. Like I said, my aunt so. does too. And my vision is not the best either. And it is literally like one step to get to making text yeah. bigger and and, uh, and and things like that. And it comes with an option at the beginning of the phone when you get the phone to choose a Zoom 
option yeah. or not. But let me caution you, if you're going to talk trash about anyone via text that's around you while you're doing that, everyone can read your texts. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't, don't do try that. to be secretive. Yeah, there's no secret texting unless you're like in the corner somewhere uh, if you're, if you're, <laughs> you're going to do that. <laughs> So uh, actually, yeah. So let's go back to this. And so we we don't have any calls on the line right now. Eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And you can also send us an email. As I look and see, there is nothing by the door. MP at uh, or excuse me, Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. Um, so back to the que- uh, the question that I had before. Um, the last break about streaming music and downloading music and things like that. Obviously I pointed out one of the uh, problems with streaming music is that if you're going to take your, your running or your exercise to the, or whatever you're doing with your music to the streets and you don't have a Wi-Fi connectivity, you don't have anything with you. Um, But what are the pros and cons really of uh, streaming versus downloading music or or, uh, podcasts or anything like that? Yeah. So the first thing to keep in mind is that if you download them to your phone and you have them available for offline use, you're not going to be using your data connection, which can save you on um, like your data space, however much is allowed by your plan. If you have a limited plan but spend a lot of time listening to media, it definitely works in your favor to... When you're connected to Wi-Fi, download the stuff you want directly to your phone. The other part about this, though, is that if you are downloading stuff directly to your phone, it takes up space on your phone. So if you have a phone that is at the lower end and has lower storage, you may not have enough room to store a whole lot, especially if you have a lot of apps or take a lot of pictures and things like that. So your phone already has a ton of things on it. If you start trying to download media to it, it's going to take up even more space. And that can leave you pretty... Um, limited in what you can put on your phone. Yeah. So you'll um, start taking pictures and it'll say, can't do it. Yeah. Not or you'll start taking a video and you get about 30 seconds in and it's like, sorry, no more storage. That video is no good. And then you can't become internet famous. Yeah. So, you're, you're cutting yourself off at the knees early. You can't even get, you can't get famous and get by a bigger phone with bigger, uh, yeah. <laughs> bigger storage. So it's definitely a thing to keep in mind that those, those are the biggest, I think, pros and cons. Um, the other good thing about downloading things to your phone is you don't have to worry, especially if you're like driving. And I go through this a lot because I drive everywhere I go where I'm the one who ends up driving. And by my rules, driver gets music preference. Yeah, there you go. And if I'm driving somewhere like to my mom's house and there's several dead zones where I, the connection will drop out where I can't get service. And it only lasts for a few minutes, but it's really annoying because all of my stuff is available on streaming. If I download stuff to my phone, though, then I can just straight up listen to it and it doesn't care if the connection drops out. So that's another benefit to doing that. If you are driving across various states, sometimes depending on your carrier, you may incur some slower internet connections, some charges for moving out and doing things across state lines, depending on how you're paying for your phone. Having things downloaded to your phone then avoids all of that. Yeah. So there's definitely some good stuff about downloading things directly to your phone. The biggest thing is it's a, it's a space thing where you can easily and quickly run out of space if you don't have a lot of space on your phone to begin with. Yeah, I run into that with podcasts mm-hmm. because you'd subscribe to these podcasts and then they automatically download themselves to your phone. Yeah. So then you're just kind of like, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a cute puppy or something and you want to take a picture of it you can't do it because apparently 25 podcasts have downloaded themselves to your yeah. to your phone unbeknownst to to use then you have to go clean all that out well, that's part of the reason why i switched away from using the um 
default podcast app on the iPhone. Yeah. Is because I did not like the way it managed podcasts and managed downloads for podcasts. Well, what are some other apps that you could download for well, podcasts? Well, I use, use Pocket Casts. That's what I use. It also has a web app, and so it syncs with the the web app so that I can listen to my podcasts anywhere, which is pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. It's not free. So I, I did a lot of research before spending money because <laughs> I, I research a lot. But the way podcast, Pocket Casts manages your podcasts, it's very um, it's a lot less downloading of stuff immediately. It only downloads the stuff that you tell it to. Um, so you don't have to worry a lot about space. It immediately deletes anything that you've already listened to. So you don't have to worry about that backlog clogging up your phone. See, that's where I need it. Yeah. Is with that. So um, it's a little bit, it's a lot more um, efficient, I think, than iPhone, the default iPhone is. Well, iPhone podcasts app is. Yeah. And that, that that's where, uh, that's usually where it, it gets me is that I listen to these things when I'm trying to sleep. And so like, yeah. Then I'll wake up and I haven't listened to it all the way, but th- that would be fine if it was gone. So that wouldn't. Yeah, and you can always <laughs> just download it again. So that wouldn't be. Th- th- yeah, exactly. And it doesn't take too long to do that anyway. Let's go to Columbia. Amy is with us from Columbia. Thanks for calling us this morning, Amy. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, my son is getting ready to move, um, and he's going to be kind of out in the country, and he wants to get Apple TV and internet only. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to uh, find out what. Um, how strong or how fast of an internet connection he needs to to sign up for to be able to use the Apple TV effectively. So you will need a pretty good high-speed internet connection for an Apple TV and for any kind of streaming to work efficiently. Um, somewhere in the 18, 16 to 20 Mbps, megabits per second, is what you're going to want. That can be really hard to get when you get into more rural areas. Um, your best bet might be trying with um, DSL and seeing if the DSL carriers in that area have run the line out. If they haven't, you can check with cable, though cable typically takes a – they typically don't run lines out as far as um, DSL does. Okay. So I would try that. Um, the problem is that if neither of those come in the right speed, you're definitely not going to be able to get that speed through a like a satellite provider or anything like that. Okay. So, All right. Well, that's what I needed to know. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Amy. Thanks for calling us this morning. Let's take the final break, Ashley. We'll go to our final break of the hour. Give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We have Ashley Jeffcoat here. She, you got... 12 minutes to get your questions answered uh, for the show. That's quick math right there. Good job. Yeah, that's Clinton High School and Ole Miss right there. For, uh, teaching <laughs> teaching the good math. Um, you, not the bad can, math. Yeah, not the bad math. You can also email us everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back to wrap up the show in just a minute. Thanks for listening. This is MPB Think Radio. MPB Think Radio is your voice for Mississippi. If you or your community has an event coming up and you'd like help spreading the word, 
send us an email You've got mail. to PSA at mpbonline.org. I was recently diagnosed with invasive ductal carcinoma. Those of you who've been listening to the news are probably totally confused about breast cancer and breast cancer screening. What choices exist to detect breast cancer? Is there a right way to fight it? The option that was presented to me by my surgeon was lumpectomy. Learn more in an MPB Southern Remedy documentary special, A Plan to Survive. Thursday night at 7 on MPB TV. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back, Everyday Tech. It's the last segment of the show. You've got about 10 minutes to get your calls and questions into Ashley Jeffcoat. It's MPB. On, why am I saying our website? I've been doing that I'm the whole sure. show. I don't I've know. Because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here with you, the designer of the website, so I'm trying to plug <laughs> the website. You can also go to our wonderful MPB website, mpbonline.org. And I hear through the grapevine that our podcast, our, uh, our, our, our audio on demand will soon be available Yes, podcasts. it is. We've got the podcasts are made. They're there. I'm just uh, making a pretty cool thing to plug into the website so that it'll be super easy for you to just sub- to subscribe to them. Yeah, and then they'll be right into your phone, and uh, yep. and, and hopefully you you'll use the uh, annoying iPhone app about uh, the podcast so that they'll all just download to your phone, <laughs> and your your entire phone will be taken up with all of our shows from uh, here. At MPB or you can Think use Radio. the lovely Pocket Casts, which will make a playlist for the new ones for that day. Yeah, that'll be great too. That'll be perfect. So uh, <laughs> or some other app. Yeah. If you have a, po- a podcast app you like, please call in and tell us. Yeah, let us know which uh, what podcast app you do like. Please give us a call. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email us, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Rick is on the road. We're going to get him on the phone so he can get off the phone and back onto the road. Rick, what's your question this morning for Ashley? Well, actually, I have a comment, Ashley. Okay. I am a retired AT&T tech. Yeah. And uh, I'm driving through Mississippi, picked up the radio show, and heard the last comment about the speeds for Apple TV. Yeah. You don't, you don't need as much as 18 meg. I have 5 meg DSL through Verizon, mm-hmm. and um, it works. My Apple TV works fine. Actually, PlayStations work fine with 5 meg. So, you know, as far as streaming games, it might be better to go something higher. But as far as Apple TV, uh, you know, I, I get no lag or anything with my Apple TV with 5 meg. All right. That's good to know because I've always gone with them. Um... Faster is better, but it's good to know that you can get a pretty... And I think 5 meg is what um, Netflix recommends, which is why I usually say go higher than that, because the recommended doesn't always necessarily mean great. And another thing to keep in mind, too, is that sometimes, at least with cable, and I don't think this is as big a problem as it is with DSL, but I know with cable, you may end up paying for one thing and actually getting something else. So um, exactly, because they all... You know, everybody comes off of one line with mm -hmm. cable, where AT&T, everybody has their own separate line. Yeah. So it's not a shared type system. Yeah, so you always have to be cautious of that, too. Um, but, yeah, no, thanks for calling. Five Meg. There you go. Not a problem. Great show. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks, Rick. I, I was actually wondering that myself because, like I said, we may be uh, thinking about 
getting away from our cable company and uh, and going with uh, and going with Apple TV or something like that. So yeah. it's interesting to to uh, to know that. Yeah. So we wanted to discuss a little bit about the uh, about privacy stuff, especially with the Pokemon Go app and things like that that are going on. So uh, is there uh, what what are some ways you can safeguard yourself uh, as far as downloading things and, 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 and keeping things safe on your phone or mobile device? That you have? So there's a couple of things that you can do to help protect yourself. And the first one is to do your research. When you download a new app, it's always, it's going to ask for certain permissions. And sometimes it's obvious what those permissions are used for. And sometimes it's not so obvious. But what you can do is do a little research on the app before you grant any permissions to see what other people are saying, to see what the app developers themselves are saying about why they want this information. Make sure that they're being transparent about the information they're asking for. Yeah. If they're asking for something but not really telling you why, that should ring some alarm bells. (laughs) Always read. Yeah. Read, read, read. Read read what it says. Um, And remember that anything that's free isn't really free yeah you're probably paying for it in some way and then the way you pay for a lot of stuff like um facebook for example is by trading in your some of your personal information that facebook then uses to um sell ads yeah and do targeted advertising yeah to creep me out and have uh, exactly what i looked at online before i went to facebook in an ad right yes <laughs> next just to, to what tempt I was you again at. uh let's go to ruth ruth is calling us this morning thanks for calling ruth Oh, hey, Ashley and Sam. Uh, I'm looking to see if there's a way to get my videos off of my iPhone 4 onto a, a DVD so that I can play it on the DVR. Um, I don't seem to be able to accomplish that. It is a thing you can do, but you're going to need some intermediary technology. You'll need a computer. Okay. So what you do is you can plug your iPhone into the computer right. and... If it's a Mac computer, you can use iTunes to get the videos off of that computer and onto your off the phone and onto your computer. If you have a Windows device, you should be able to just open Explorer and browse the device, like if you plugged in a flash drive or something like that. Yes. And then you can use um, DVD burning software to burn those videos onto a DVD. Okay, so I get that uh, software uh, just uh, just downloaded on my computer. Yes. Okay, well, that helps a lot. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, Ruth, thanks for calling us this morning. Calvin was on the phone, but he's gone now. Calvin, call us back, yeah. man, uh, from Jackson, who had a, uh, a solution to uh, the Bluetooth problem uh, that we were called about earlier. But uh, anyway, continuing the conversation, uh, Ashley, we only have a few more minutes left about uh, keeping yourself uh, you know, locked in and, and uh, your information sacred that you have on your phone. Right. What worried me when I got this new phone last week is that, uh, first of all, Apple Pay and all that stuff yeah. is like the awesomest thing of all time because I paid for my, uh, a, a sandwich that I got the other day, uh, and it took like two seconds. Yeah. So that means that all of my money is going to be gone and forever because like, uh, I'm going to think it's so cool to be able to just tap my phone like <laughs> on this on this thing. But ha- obviously Apple's got some safeguards with that sort of stuff, but uh, that kind of makes you nervous a little bit, putting your bank card in your phone and all that. Yeah, because it, it's the thing that you think about, well, what happens if I lose my phone or my phone gets stolen? What happens to all that information? Yeah. So a lot of places do safeguard against this. It's really hard to get that information back out of your phone once it's put in there. It encrypts it so that it's safe. And then another thing that they do is they um, will, when you use your phone, you usually have to either do your passcode or with an Apple phone, you can do it with your um, touch ID or you use your fingerprint to yeah. authorize those payments. 
So again, without that personal information, without your passcode, without your thumbprint, it's not, you can't use it to pay for anything. So that's a good thing too. That'll help safeguard you. The other thing is that if you set up your phone, when you're setting everything up, you set it up with your iTunes, with your Apple account. And that includes setting up things like find my iPhone. In the event that something should happen to your phone, you can log into your iCloud account and go in and say, hey, my phone was lost. Wipe my phone. And it'll just go ahead and remove everything from your phone. If you've been keeping iCloud backups of your phone, then it's super easy to restore. You just log back into the Apple store and it'll restore everything back to your phone the way it was before you did that. But if you did lose it and you don't find it, all your information is gone. So that's a good way to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Does it turn the phone into like a unusable it can. thing? Yeah. It can. That's that's always that, that's always good to stick it to those people that steal things from you. Let's go <laughs> to uh, Tim, who's on the road. We uh, Tim, you're probably going to be the last caller of the show, man. Thanks for calling this morning. Good morning. And what's your question for us today, man? I've got an iPhone 6 that was showing memory almost full. This happened 4th of July, taking some videos of some fireworks. So I went in and started delete, delete. They kept saying memory almost full. And then eventually I found an album that said deleted uh, uh, whatever. And I had to go in and delete everything a second time. Uh, is that the only way that I could do that? Uh, give me more memory? And uh, how can I save them to uh, another device off my iPhone 6? Can you come to me one more time with that question? How can I... Uh, uh, take photos off of my phone and put them onto another device. Um, you can do this a couple of different ways. Um, if you are switching from like an iPhone to another iPhone, you can use iCloud. And then you just back them up to your iCloud account. And then when you log in on the new phone, it will download your pictures for you. If you are moving from like an a- iPhone to an Android device, you can use... Um, there's whole tons of different services out there. Uh, for that particular situation, I would recommend you download Google Drive and upload your phone, your pictures to your Google Drive. That way, when you switch to your new phone, you can just log into your Google Drive, which will do, it's Android is all Google, and it'll download all your photos right then and there. All right, I have a, a Mac Air laptop. So mm-hmm. Just, just connect, the, connect the cable from the phone to the laptop? Yes, and then you can use... um. Photos, the Photos app on your computer, that'll be it. All right, Tim, thanks for calling this morning. We are out of time. Julie, we have an email from you. I'm. This is me passing the email to Ashley, and she will help you. It. She will help you with your uh, problem with your Bluetooth. Everyday Tech and all of our shows at MPB are funded in part by the contributions from the Foundation for Public Broadcasting and you out there. So we appreciate your contribution for uh, Ashley Jeffcoat. And myself and Sharita, who's not here this week, she'll be back next week. It's been Everyday Tech. Stay tuned. Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo. He's jumping around out here, ready to get in here into the uh, into the host position. We'll see you next week on Everyday Tech. This is MPB Think Radio. Underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the My Blue Mobile app. More at bcbsms.com. The temperature continuing to climb as we go through this afternoon, and it's going to be unusually hot once again today. 
And with so much moisture in the atmosphere, and uh, when I say so much moisture, the dew point in Meridian at 80 degrees. And 